0: Well, Chance, I know you're in a state of recovery right now, uh-huh. but I'm going to give you some money for a doctor's bill for your knees because you're going to be carrying this podcast today. Oh. Because I've dropped literally everything. Oh. And I just don't think this podcast is going to be that different.
1: But you dropped mostly my things.
0: <laughs> well, I also... This, so this morning, um, I was like kind of picking up after breakfast, and my son's orange juice was there, and I like kind of looked at it and saw there was still some there. So I set it down, but as I was bringing my hand back, my finger wasn't removed enough and I spilled orange juice all over the counter and the floor. Oh, great. And then get here, I have a milkshake for Chance, drop it getting out of the car, it's everywhere, Um, sit down, his fries spill all over the floor. And the burger that I brought him was all wrong. You couldn't even eat it.
1: Yeah, I hate mustard, and if they put mustard on it, it's just all over the patty.
0: Mm, just the worst. So, it's on you. It's all on me. You gotta carry it today in your frail, one-man weakened show. state.
1: Frail, maybe not. Weakened, yes. <laughs> your robust, weakened state. Your robust weakened. I like it. <laughs> no! Sleep!
0: Till babka! No! no! Sleep! To Burn That's the best one we've done in a while. I agree. Because we're in the same room. It's because we're in the
1: same room. Um, have we talked about bread bowls? I don't think so. Bread bowls are amazing. Uh-huh. Um, yesterday, I was at McAllister's. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like a sandwich soup and spud place. Like a southern deli. Yeah, like a southern deli. And I was like... Trying to choose what I wanted on the choose two, I was like, "Don't want a French dip, a mac and cheese, a French dip." And you know what? I just went with the French dip with chi- or not a French dip. I went with chili and a bread bowl because fr- bread bowls are amazing. Uh huh. In college, you you worked at McAllisters for a short amount of time. Not for very long. But we experimented a lot with macaroni and cheese in a bread bowl. We even put some ham on it. Uh huh.
0: That was delicious. So good. I just I and then really then we toasted it.
1: <laughs> I really wanted to. Just give a shout-out to Bread. Mm-hmm. Bread bowls. The unsung hero um, of everything. They're very um, ecological.
0: Mm-hmm. No cleanup. No, you can just eat your dish. And if you don't, it uh, decomposes.
1: Yeah. You can give it to ducks or something. Yeah. Are we using the right mic? Uh-huh. Just the levels. look. We're so just so far away. We are so far away. I bet I could bump it up. Bump up the volume. Bump up the volume. Bump up the volume.
0: Dance. Chance, we're so far past that point. In the show where you can even say that. I can. Every time
1: someone says something, no matter how many times, it will make me think of a song.
0: That particular song.
1: Well, but it happens. It happens with lots of songs. Every time someone says, let's go this way, I think, you can go your own way.
0: Every single time. Does not matter. What if I say, I hope you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What if I say, I hope you dance. (laughs) I'm standing outside your door actually that brought up standing outside the fire i know i was trying to not make it quite so obvious okay um but what if i say hey can i eat it
1: eat it eat it no one wants to be defeated
0: um just like a machine he's
1: just like a machine there are certain things that people say that make me think of the song every time there's actually something my wife says which I'm blanking completely on right now. But every time she says it, I sing it. Well, this is great. A great story. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, It'll I, come up, I bet. The other one that happens a lot is people is Well, let's go see what we can see. I always think With Eyes Unclouded by Hate. Yes, from Princess Mononoke. From Princess Mononoke.
0: For the uninitiated. All right. Let's close Easty Boys. Thank you, Brad Bowles, for your service. <laughs> no. no! No! Sleep! Sleep. Tobabka! Tobabka. brand No! no. Sleep till babka.
1: Brought to you by Van Gogh, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Nancy
0: or something. <laughs>
1: Nancy or something. I saw that coming and I still was <laughs> delighted by
0: it. Good. I'm glad I can be predictable for you.
1: We're here for the end of a saga. And honestly, kind of thank goodness. I have loved the
0: saga of
1: Sean's trip through grief.
0: <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what I'm just kind of ready to be done with. The fact that it's this Cory and Topanga thing that they're not the center of. Yeah. I mean, it even ends with Sean and
1: Angela. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the the saga of Cory, Lauren, and Topanga ends with Sean and Angela. Yes. Um, Making out in a Van
0: Gogh exhibit.
1: Making out in a Van Gogh exhibit. Like you do. And the next episode... If it is the one I think it is, is all about Sean. Uh-huh.
0: Honesty Night. Is it Honesty
1: Night? The one where
0: they... they try to tell Sean.
1: Well, they, they try to get Sean to get them back together. Mm-hmm. So, it's all about Sean. Yeah. If the show just was about Sean, <laughs> maybe it would be better.
0: Yeah, maybe he is the actual boy.
1: Um, Because it's all the plot centers around Cory and Topanga, but it's Sean's reaction to it. Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're already talking about the show. We'll get there. So how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, On Friday, it's Tuesday, just so everyone knows, my wife's air conditioner went out in her car. And on Sunday, the air conditioner went out in our home, which was like 100 degrees... On that Sunday.
0: Uh, that was the heat advisory day.
1: Yeah. Um, so we had two ACs out. And yester- yesterday we like... It was too hot for me to stay in the house. So I had to go places. And then um, there were some errands that needed to be run. And we just needed to do it like in twos. So I Ubered to a few places to um, take care of some errands. And then like as I was going to meet my wife... Um, my wife? Well, we, we did meet. And had had... Um, had dinner at McAllister's, which is what got me thinking about the Yeasty Boys. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then like five minutes, 10 minutes into that meal, the AC guy is like, hey, if you're there in 20 minutes, I can come today. (laughs) We were like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. (laughs) I'll be there in 10. So we were about to go get her car, but instead we had to split up and like I had to come to the house and she had to go get her car. Um, So it was just like this whole day of running around, which doesn't sound like much, I'm still recovering from surgery, and I feel like my whole body feels like I did a very intense workout
0: yesterday. Yes. <sighs> surgery will do that to you. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I'm I'm a little hurt. I'm a
0: little exhausted. But mostly good. Yeah. According to Pangar, back together, big kiss. Uh, back together, big kiss. So everything is right in the world. Everything. Or is it? We don't know. We haven't talked about that part of the episode. It's Maybe true. that was a psych. Like Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Mr. Feeney says psych in this episode. He does. (laughs) And that's when the 90s ended. That's like the most 90s thing that you've ever even heard. I'm just saying, like, that's
1: the moment the 90s ended. This is when Mr. Feeney said psych. Mm -hmm. Psych! is 1998. (laughs) It is over. (laughs) Oh. Wrap it up, we're done. The new millennium. Um, yeah. So, the episode is Starry Night. I guess we'll just jump into it, because we're already talking about
0: it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wait, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Not a lot going on, just dropping everything. Yeah, apparently just dropping everything. Um, then I was playing a game on my phone, and my team dropped me. Yeah, they were being playing some wild temporary. Rift and every team member just sucked. I've been playing uh,
1: Diablo three. Nice, I like that one. I like it too. It reminds me of a time when Activision Blizzard wasn't the worst company. Diablo, you planet.
0: didn't have to pay a thousand ninety nine cents to get six times the rewards on the dungeon you just beat. Yeah. I think it's nine ninety nine. Oh, I thought it was every single time you beat the dungeon you could pay oh, a dollar or two. That may to, be true. Uh, boost your rewards times six. Six hundred percent. Yeah. I know that to
1: get them the bosses to fountain loot, which is like the reason you play Diablo mhm. Is that fountaining loot. I know that like you have to pay for that
0: beforehand. In the dungeon. Gross. Well, which uh, which class are you doing in Diablo 3? Um, you know, right now I'm barbarian. Fun. Oh. That's a fun one. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been that one. When my wife and I played, she was a barbarian and I was a wizard. Ooh. Um, but I've also played the furthest I've ever gone in the game. And it was like, I don't know, I was... I'd hit the level cap and was not doing all the other stuff. But it was with a necromancer. Yeah, the necromancer that was fun. Because I would just turn everything into corpses... And they make make them explode.
1: explode. Yeah, it's. I mean, the necromancer is fun. He is. Uh, I am. I probably will not continue as a barbarian very long because it is one of the two classes I have beaten the game with. It's just fun though. It is. I am a barbarian player. Mm -hmm. Like people are like. Chance the barbarian. I have to see these things on like TikToks and YouTube where people are like, "What your D and D class says about you?" And everyone's like, "Barbarian, you were an angry kid. You didn't get your aggression." I'm like, "Actually, no." You don't understand. I'm a barbarian because in my life I overthink everything. Like, I am constantly researching. Mm-hmm. I am constantly like talking about things, the obscure things that no one ma- cares about. I am a wizard. Yes. This podcast, for example. <laughs> this podcast is an example. The, the deconstruction episode and all the things I talked about in that.
0: Like I'm. Con- the one time we talked about, um, terrace house. Terrace house. Exactly. exactly. We need to do another one of those. Actually. We do. It's a good show. Um, but I, Chance
1: Anderson, am a wizard in real life. So playing a wizard isn't escapism for me. I don't know what
0: I am. What am I? You tell me. Think about it. overthink it. I'll, I'll overthink it. I'll, I'll overthink it. But and tell me not research. Overthink it now. Um you're kind of a
1: bard. You make people feel good by being bolsterous around them. Oh, okay, I'll take that. Um, you're kind of like the more performance less musical bard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're
0: still very musical. So, a little bit, I dabble. You dabble. I think Jack of all trades. Yeah. Describes me. Yeah. I don't know what college you would be. I'd have to think about
1: that one. I don't remember all the colleges right now.
0: College of Oklahoma State. <laughs> college of
1: Oklahoma State Bard Cameron Liner.
0: <laughs> college of Education.
1: Um, yeah. Cameron's a bard in real life. I am a wizard. Um, but I... When I play a game, I don't want to be like get my positioning down and get my spells prepared. No, I want—I have a big thing. And I want to hit them with the big thing, and when they hit me, I want to laugh.
0: Yes. And speaking of big things, we have a big episode here today.
1: But I don't want to talk about *Boy Meets World*. No, I do. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. This is our chosen lot in life. Okay, fine. Um, why don't you give us that synopsis?
0: Okay, Um, the Van Gogh exhibit is in town. Uh, Corey had got tickets for him and Topanga, but they're broken up, so she goes with Angela. While she's there, she meets a boy, an artsy, sensitive boy, with an earring. One earring, left ear, because it's the 90s. Um, She decides to go on a date with him, see how she feels, and uh, it's not very funny. No, no, hilarity doesn't really... Maybe ever ensue? Angela's pretty funny. Yeah, okay. Mr. Feeney says, psych. Yeah, Mr. Feeney's funny. That's about it in terms of the funniness. Also, something I realized today um, as I was looking at our podcast is Uh-oh. we've done over 100 episodes.
1: Have we? We're currently, did...
0: this will be 111. I mean, that includes like little bonus things here and there. Whoa! How did we miss that? I don't know. We miss a lot of things, though. I think we realized we did episode 100 of Boy Meets World the episode after we did it. So, Oh. is this the guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up... I'm looking up... Sensitive Ricky. boy.
1: I'm, I'm looking at We'll. We'll talk about him later. Okay.
0: Well, that's the episode. So, this episode's pretty good.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, to say
0: the least. Uh-huh. It's nice to finally uh, see some Topanga.
1: Yeah, we got some Topanga. We need to talk about what the show is doing with Topanga a little bit. Does the show know what they're doing with Topanga? Well, no, I don't think so. I think that's kind of part of it, actually.
0: Mm. Yeah. But we open up at a park. I think it's the same park and the same set that Cory went on his date with Lauren. Yeah. They just, just like panned back with a playground set there. But it's like the same rocks and stuff that he has his picnic uh-huh. with Lauren. Um, but he's sitting there looking at the monkey bars Corey and Sean are and Cory's like talking about how when he first met Topanga on those monkey bars. Yeah, Sean is funny here where he's like I'm proud of you. We haven't talked about <laughs> Topanga She's right there Um And then he starts giving his speech Of how he met her And Sean's Behind his back Mocking him Yeah saying the same Words And same hand gestures And everything As if he's heard this A million times before And he seems to have so it's, it's very funny But he was stuck On the monkey bars Scared to Get down And Topanga Tells him to be free And to jump Yeah
1: I don't I don't think this creates A problem for our timeline Um Amy does say that they used to go on walks in their strollers together. Mhm. But they wouldn't remember that. This is maybe the first like, like memory that he has. Yeah. Of her.
0: Actual memory cuz he says they've been together for 15 years. Mhm. And they're about to graduate high school. We can assume they're probably around 18. 17, 18, yeah. Um so that'd be like 2 or 3, which is way too young to climb to the top of the monkey bars. Yeah, especially alone. Yeah. Like, I could see my three-year-old doing that, but I'd, like, be right there with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: you know he's going to fall. You don't know how he's getting down. There is He's getting down one way through the monkey bars as he falls through to his death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife was telling me a story the other day of when our son now, which is still weird for me to say, was actually about that age, like, late, late twos, early threes, And he loved to play on playground equipment. And one day, like, she, like, turned around and she just heard a flop. And he, like, jumped off the top of one of the the things for no reason. He just jumped off. Just because he could. To be free. She said her heart stopped. She'd never been so scared. (laughs) I guess he was fine. Yeah. He was scraped up pretty bad. Yeah. Hurt for a few days, but he was fine. (laughs) Good. So, Corey fallen and tearing some cartilage. Yeah thats right yeah, it,
0: yeah makes sense but he's all right but yeah he's just basically and then he's talking about like he got these tickets he waited in line all night camped out yeah and he was the, the only one in line he I was like I was the first person in line to get these tickets and Sean's like you were the only person in line he goes you know this is an uncultured city <laughs> um yeah I wouldn't imagine there being zero line yeah I mean Van Gogh is pretty pretty big there's uh-huh. a there's I, I don't know this is, episode makes him seem like maybe he's not. <laughs> it's true. There are some things. There are definitely some things. It is an uncultured city though.
1: Um we have like a Van Gogh walk here in Oklahoma City that was supposed to be here for like two months, but it's been scheduled out. Basically whenever they're not scheduled out, they're gonna leave. But they've been here, like,
0: six months now. And is that, like, the interactive one where it's, like, a whole room yeah. of just his sunflowers, like, projected everywhere and you can just kind of yeah experience it?
1: Yeah, and, well, you, you, like, basically walk through a lot of his famous works, from what I understand. That's really cool. I tried to get me and my wife tickets and, like, the earliest you could get tickets for right now is, like, September.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: So. But who's ever even heard of this guy? Yeah. So, he's, I guess he's a big deal. Um. We'll get to Starry Night in the exhibit, because I have things to say.
0: Uh Um, We'll actually get there right now. Well, yeah, because Corey and John sit on this bench, and then it, like, cuts to... Yeah, we see a history divergence point, which is now the earliest
1: point on our timeline, Mm -hmm. that um, Ebenezer Hunter and
0: Silas Matthews... Or the... The Founding Fathers of Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, the Founding Fathers of Philadelphia.
0: They didn't look nearly dressed for the time period of that.
1: Yeah? I don't know. They
0: looked looked Gilded Age, which was like late 1800s. What? But, I mean, Philadelphia around. I mean, it's a a colonial city. Oh, yeah. It's been around since
1: time immemorial. Might as well have been. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so... We see a divergence point, now the earliest point on our timeline, Um, and then they start going to the Van Gogh exhibit, Mm -hmm. um, which really only two or three paintings are actually Van Gogh, which is interesting. Um, It's hard to get then. Yeah. Who's ever even heard of this guy? Who's heard of him? Well, and that is kind of part of my problem here. All of these paintings, uh, the 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 two major Van pa- paintings, they're just in the MoMA in New York. Like, they're not that far. <laughs> why? Why would we care about them being in this random Philadelphia <laughs> museum? Like, I've seen Irises and Starry Night when mm-hmm. I went to the MoMA. Well, good for you. <laughs> oh, and Starry Night is much smaller. They use a very blown up Starry Night. Yeah, it
0: looks. It doesn't look great. <laughs> in the in the tv
1: i i did stare at starry night for a while Well, when i saw it i was like it's just here it's starry night
0: it's a big deal probably because i grew up watching this episode <laughs> like this is an important painting this got corian to panga back together <laughs> but um but it was very small interesting kind of like the mona lisa yeah how the mona lisa like if it's in anything it's like really big uh-huh, but, but in it, real life it's pretty tiny it's pretty tiny never yeah. seen it in person I have no or thrown a cream pie at it or whatever. Or thrown a cream pie. Uh, I like to think if I see it, I won't do that. But I don't know. The urge might just overcome me. Honestly, the coolest thing in the entire MoMA for me
1: was uh, Monet's Water Lilies.
0: It's huge. Really oh, nice. It's I huge. I just so remember cool. we were in D.C. and, and in like one of the... I don't yeah. know if it was a Smithsonian or like a National Art Museum or whatever. But it's this big, like wall, like probably as big as this wall in your house of Daniel and the Lion's Den, and mm-hmm. it was just really cool. Like how long it would have taken to do that, and just the amount of detail, it's just kind of kind of wild, very impressive. Agreed. Are you an art museum fan? Um, I haven't been to a lot. Oh, okay. I think they I think it's interesting.
1: I I'm actually a pretty big art museum fan. Um, I've been to several. I've been to the one here in Oklahoma City. I don't know two dozen times maybe um a few dates not gonna lie took a few dates to impress them that we were going to the art museum you're so cultured Um, and sensitive uh little wizard but i've been to i think three different art museums in new york um an art museum in st louis so a few different Mm -hmm. art museums i like
0: more of a science museum guy that's where we always went growing up was the science museum well, I didn't grow up going to any museums, but uh, I know, I know, Chance, you <laughs> have a deep troubled past.
1: the The science museum here is so expensive.
0: It is true; it's kind of prohibitory.
1: Yeah, we really wanted to go to the Sherlock Holmes exhibit when it was there, but it was like you had to pay to go to the art, mu- the science museum, and then you had to pay to go to the Sherlock mm-hmm. exhibit. And we were like, it'd be like sixty dollars a person.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: So we we chose not to. Um, I am an art museum fan, and they did a good job. Of making this room look like an art museum room. Mm-hmm. Even with like the Van Gogh picture in the back with like the text next to it. Uh-huh. So I was apprec—I I appreciated that. I was like, I could see this being an art museum.
0: Yeah, it felt like one. Yeah.
1: Now, you would never have Starry Night just there without any kind of protective... Yeah.
0: No barriers or plexiglass yeah. or whatever.
1: I, I mean, most art museums, especially in Oklahoma, just have like a, a line on the ground that it says not to cross. Uh-huh. But, yeah.
0: This is the 90s.
1: We did whatever we wanted. It's true. You could just walk on a plane before it took off and then walk off.
0: Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Seems crazy. Um, but they're looking around. They see some of the paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Angela notices a boy. Yeah. And she is. Well, Topanga's, like, talking. I can't believe Corey gets some money. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then she's... She starts talking about how she saw Corey on the monkey bars and Angela's mocking her behind her back too. And she's yeah. like, Fine, I just won't finish the story.
1: Yeah. Unlike Corey, she,
0: she gets the social yes. cues. <laughs> um, but then as they're looking at the the paintings, some somebody's looking at the other art yes. in the room. <laughs> the other art in the room. Goodness. Um I, I do want to talk about Angela real quick. Uh-huh.
1: Are they dressing Angela like I don't remember that being the style of the time, but why are all of Angela's clothes so big all the time? Um, I don't know. Like, in this entire episode, she's always in, like, very, like, flowy. And then I started thinking about it. That's been every type Angela's ever been seen, pretty much.
0: Yeah, she's just got kind of baggy clothes on.
1: Yeah, and Topanga always has fairly tight clothes on. Mm -hmm. Like, did they... I, I just was curious, like were they trying to keep her from being a sex
0: like symbol like the others or um i wonder if part of it is cuz she was older than them she's yeah. in her 20s yeah, and they're all be. still teenagers so they're just trying to make her look younger by dressing her a certain way That could be
1: that that that, that actually tracks they will take that away eventually and uh-huh. let to let angela be like beautiful and wear flattering clothes mm-hmm. but i just was noticing like that Uh, Angela's obviously sexual in this scene because she's like hi I'm Nancy or something and he's like oh I took a fastball to the butt you don't want to see that but I do and she's like I do (laughs) and I I just was watching and I was like this is so strange with like her like monastery appearance Mm -hmm. (laughs) her nunnery clothes that she's got on right now yes like that she's like so like oh show me your butt yeah (laughs) she's <laughs> jumping right to it I don't know maybe I, I am a man and shouldn't be commenting on women's
0: fashions and sexual ethics and all that but you were just talking about the baseball on the butt I'm just trying to find it what? did you ever see this? <laughs> what just happened? Um. so in this episode um, this boy Ricky's. he knows Topanga because she was a pitcher when they were in baseball and he hit him she hit him right in the butt with a fastball and that's what made him get out of sports but i'm sure most people have seen this um the a's is it the oakland a's and the tampa bay rays were in a baseball game and sean murphy was at bat and they throw the baseball and it looks like it's going to hit him and it's going right for his butt and he just kind of pops his hip and just like pops that fastball with his butt <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> very funny this guy was just way ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. So this
1: guy, his name is his name is Ricky, but the actor's name is Jonathan Jackson. And I was curious about what else he had been in. And actually, he's had a pretty steady career. He's a main character in Nashville from Oh,
0: with Hayden Panettiere?
1: Yeah. He's been he was in all every episode of that. He was in 370 episodes of General Hospital. Wow. Not even a tenth of its run, but, of General Hospital's run. but
0: um, That's barely a year. <laughs> do they do an episode a day? I feel like there's always one on every day. Oh, I don't I know if they're, they're, they're new. always
1: new. Didn't know. But probably the most famous thing he's ever been in, I've never seen it, but it's him and Alexis Bledel of Gilmore fame, mm-hmm. uh, starring in Tuck Everlasting. Ooh. So that's something I've never seen, but I've always heard jokes about. <laughs> Because it's so beloved? I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen it. I just hear people make. Uh, this was his one, two, three, four, five, sixth role. Only his sixth
0: role, opposite Danielle Fischel.
1: Opposite Danielle Fischel. He's actually credited in the next episode as well, but I do not remember him showing up in the next episode.
0: Me neither, unless it's like a clip show or something. Yeah. Or it's like a previously, and it like shows everything. Ooh, that's. Popular. I could see that being a thing. They yeah. rarely do previouslys on this show.
1: Um, yeah, but they might have to for this next episode. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of a direct follow-up. Yeah, kind
0: of a lot going on.
1: Um, but yeah, so he is kind of creepily into Topanga. Um, I'm not going to be a Ricky fan. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, I don't... I don't really like him that much. Um, He is creepily into Topanga, uh, kind of ignoring Angela in a way that I don't care for. Um, And he's like, you don't remember me. I'm like, how do you remember
0: her, though? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you were six, Do you know how many of the people I remember that I even... On the same team as me in baseball? Zero. (laughs) Literally none of them. Okay, maybe one. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Like, have you been creepily stalking her throughout her life? Like, Yeah.
0: Come on, Ricky. Come out with it.
1: um, But he's like, well, you can make it up to me by seeing the exhibit with me. And she's like, okay. And he's like, I can't believe it's under this roof, this this place. So basically, he has nothing to say about anything except for Starry Night. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing he
0: prepared. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So he's got to get her there as fast as possible. He's like,
0: yeah, it's just like, I've... Read about it too. Um, we'll get to that when we get to Corey looking at the painting because I have some things to say about that as well. I do, yeah. Um, because yes, he seems to have been studied up on this one particular work of art. <laughs> yeah, he, he like Van Gogh's
1: irises. Screw that masterpiece. That noise. <laughs> Let's go
0: to Van Gogh's Starry Night. Oh, my eyes to bleed. i do to go look at. You ever heard of it? This little <laughs> painting called Starry Night.
1: <laughs> um, and then they proceed. To be insanely pretentious in front of Starry Night mm-hmm. for the whole day. So, okay, I am an I am an art museum fan. I go to, I've been to many art museums. Yes, you've established this. I would be so annoyed with these people. Like, I would listen to them, and I would roll my eyes so hard. Like, <laughs> like oh, just off the cuff, it's like the lights of God protecting this little town, making sure they're going to be alright. Shut up!
0: <laughs> I mean... When we first go into this exhibit, there's two girls looking at was that water lilies that they were looking at? Just like, no, no,
1: they were looking at irises.
0: Irises, that's right. Water lilies is Monet. But it's like his expressive brush strokes really show his emotion and then the girl's like, Okay, and you just <laughs> walk off. I'm like, that's that's the real one. Yeah. You're like, This is nice. You can sure you can say all this and okay, I'll believe you. But then I'm gonna move on. I'm yeah. gonna take it in, appreciate it. Like, alright, I sure. And then off we go. Yeah, like this is just such such BS that you're like. You can he his, This is around the time he found religion. He found his soul. And his soul is put on this canvas. It's like you read that somewhere, you idiot. Like, you are not shut up. Guys, it's just impressionism, okay? No <laughs> one's impressed that you know that.
1: And like I love to talk about paintings when I'm at an art museum. But it's like, oh, I really like this element. Not like, the artist's true meaning. Because that's not what art is. That's not what, like, um, what's the guy's name? I
0: always forget. I've accidentally been to one guy's art show. Like three times? Three times. You told me about him. Hold on. Hold on. You've definitely brought that up on this show before. I know, but I always forget his name. Hold on.
1: Chance Google something. Chance Google something. Chance Google something. The, the thing is, I'm a big fan of him. I just always forget his name because I don't like think about him that often.
0: He's a real big fan.
1: I can't remember his name. We're gonna we're gonna call it. Um, but I love his stuff because his stuff is like putting like black people who are heroes in communities or like heroes of the um, American civil rights movement or just like famous black people in history and Mm -hmm. putting them in, like, traditionally very white, um, like, like, replacing traditionally very white people with them, like, putting them in conquistador, uh, outfits and, like, putting them on on a horse, or, um, he's got a whole series of, like, stained glass, um stained glass pieces where black people are saints. Uh And, like, um... Douglas Phillips? Maybe. I'd have to look at his stuff. Um... But he... It's just very impressive. It's always on, like, this kind of um, pattern background. And then he will paint the figure on it. And, like, I can talk about those all day because I think they're so cool. Like, oh, he is in a pose and a costume very reminiscent of Napoleon. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes sense because, you know... Whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever, yeah. And I can talk about that, and I can talk about it being cool. But then that's where it stops.
0: He found... His soul. He found his soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ricky.
1: It's just like, shut up. Like, and there's this weird, like, focus on, in this episode on, like, artist intent. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and that's just not what art is, and it's not what it's for. Like, we've talked about how, like, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Meaning? Mm-hmm. Even, like, we, we've talked about how words don't actually mean things. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's true about everything. Like, meaning doesn't really exist. Like, your intent exists, but the meaning of it, especially once you put it out for public consumption, is, like, what people take from it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the intent versus impact. Yeah, intent versus impact, exactly. Um, Like, meaning... Like, I can write Cameron a letter telling him, like, hey, thanks for taking care of my house. Like, food's in the fridge. Like, go to town. Like, all of that. And that means something to Cameron. But once that gets to President of the United States, Joe Biden, like, it means something different. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, the intent I wrote it with. And sometimes even what you intend, even in writing to me, that might not be properly conveyed. Yeah. I mean, that's just a classic human conflict. It's like, you said this, what did you mean by it? It's Mm -hmm. like, well, I meant what I said. (laughs) You couldn't possibly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, even in the example I used, like, go to town. It's like, okay, I, I guess I'll go to town tonight. Like, heard he was in town. Um, yeah, it's just meaning doesn't really exist. So to sit here and except tell Except for Starry Night. Oh, yeah. Because he
0: put his soul into it. Uh-huh. If <laughs> their soul is in it, it's very clear.
1: It's like, a, it. it's kind of like the portrait of Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this does mean something. It means my soul is <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. And it's just such... It's such BS. Like, I read a Van Gogh biography
0: chapter about this painting. It's like, oh, I've already seen the exhibit this morning, and I read all the things about all the paintings. Yeah. I'm gonna go impress this girl. Well, but he doesn't. He he
1: read the one thing about this one painting. <laughs> and they, they sta- stood there and talked about it all day? What are you talking about? No, you didn't.
0: Yes. I mean, it feels like classic... <laughs> high school though, right? A feeling like when you're a high school student and you just feel like you know something, you know? You're just kind of pretentious about it. Yes, it is a very
1: high school understanding of what it means to
0: be artsy. Mhm. And I hated it. Yeah. I hated
1: every second of it.
0: Yeah. But then they're done talking about that painting cuz they get kicked out by Yes, they're like I could talk about this all day and then this the security guys like, "And you have. The museum's about to close." Mhm. Good one. He probably gets to use that all the time. He's always just waiting like, okay, we got five minutes, so let me go find, I gotta go find the people saying that. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. And you have.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he's like, it's not enough. Why don't we talk about it more over dinner? Or we could talk about other things. There's this lovely French cafe I
0: know. and He says the name. I turned to Chant at this point and said, I think that's French for Chubby's."
1: <laughs> it's true. He did say that. And I agree. It is. Natural be Natural um, it's a speakeasy inside of Chubby's. Yes. Um, yeah, and he's like, tell you what, we're going to be, s- you come and we'll be sitting at the same table. And if you don't want it to be a date, don't look up from your menu. Already, like, well, I guess don't look up from your food. Uh-huh. That's going to be
0: very awkward. <laughs> but Thanks, Ricky. But if you do
1: want it to be a date, look up. Just know, I'm going to be looking up back at mm. Shut you.
0: Shut up. He set up a real prisoner's dilemma. <laughs> I'm just like awkwardness it's like come out with me if you want it to be a date talk to me if you don't ignore me while i'm sitting there staring at you yeah
1: topanga should run very fast Uh and angela should get out for her friend
0: yes because he goes off and angela's like behind some art yeah looking through the hole in it um she's been following them she's like you can come out now and Angela's basically like, you need to go on the date with this guy. Yeah. She's like, well, what about me and Corey?
1: Yeah. And she also says, like, he's so interesting and complex, and that makes me want to get to know him. I'm just like, no, no, he's not. It's like, you're, like, 17. <laughs> maybe 18. Um, Well, she's older than Corey, and if they're in the second half of the semester... She's definitely 18 right now. She's definitely 18. Corey may not be it. I don't remember if we have an 18th birthday episode for him or not.
0: I don't think so. We had a 16th birthday episode for both of them. Yeah. And then, you know, Judge Lamb condensed time.
1: Yeah, so it was their 16th and 17th birthdays Mm all at once.
0: So they've had their 18th by
1: now. Yeah, I think they have to have. There's only a few episodes left in the season. We're about to college, Cameron. We are. Whoa. We're about to graduate. Um, Gosh, that's crazy. We're almost to the last two seasons. you ever thought we would get here? I guess not. We didn't quite make it unscathed, because no one's going to listen to this once... The Boy Meets World podcast comes out.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> still tweeted Obama. Yes.
1: Yeah, still tweeted Obama.
0: <laughs> that episode hasn't come out yet for us to know whether you did it or not, but I believed in you. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you did. Do it again.
1: Let's get that show crossed over with smaller Boy Meets World shows so that... We don't die. So, well, so that we don't die, but so, like, fan and actor can meet and uh-huh. enjoy. Like when
0: the Gilmore guys are on the Year in the Life.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly like that. Um... But yeah, so we get we get her dilemma of whether or not she wants to go out on the date. And she's like, I can't know. I can't know until I know what Corey feels about this painting. <laughs> Which
0: <laughs> The ultimate relationship test. What do you think about this obscure painting that no one's ever heard of?
1: Well I, yeah, okay. There are mouse pads that are starry nights,
0: so <laughs> Well they certainly treat it that way. And when Ricky's just like <laughs> oh, but I have you ever heard of this one? Starry Night. Okay, Ricky, shut up. Uh,
1: that's kind of what I want to say to Ricky every moment he ever speaks. <laughs> sure. Grab you by that little earring. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually think they do a really good job later on of making Sean artsy. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll see if I still think that when we get there. He's coming from a place of real hurt. Yeah, but this guy, I'm just like, Oh, you're a rich guy who figured out you could pick up women with
0: paintings. Good, good job.
1: Like, mm, you're a D-back.
0: What if, what if Ricky, it's a Thorn of Kamor situation, and he's like Locke Lamora. Oh, and He's yes. trying to pull off a job. He's, it's a heist. I like him better now, <laughs> in that scenario. It's a heist. He's going to use Topanga in some way uh-huh. to steal Starry Night. To steal Starry Night. He probably already did it. Uh uh-huh. That's not even
1: the real one. That's not. A, he was actually just admiring his handiwork. Uh-huh. That's why it's so big. And everyone's like, oh, that's bigger than I thought it was. <laughs>
0: yeah. And wow. he's just like... It's his soul. <laughs> <laughs> he found his soul. <laughs> Ricky is an art thief. It's official. Anyway, back to Topanga's stupidity. Actually, I have to know what Cory thinks about this, or I'll never know well, if she, I can love him. She even says, how can I know... How can I know anything about Corey unless I
1: know what he thinks about this painting or something? Uh-huh. It's like And Corey, what?
0: like, calls out her BS there. She, she, he, he does. So they. they this met- is, like, pretty okay, Corey. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's a bit ridiculous, too. Yeah.
1: I, I want to talk about, like, meta Corey here in a little bit when they're on the monkey bars. But
0: yeah, this, is, this scene is good, Corey. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she brings him to the art museum.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, and
0: she's like, what do you think of this painting? He's like,
1: what the frick does that matter? Yeah,
0: well, it doesn't matter what I think about this. It matters what I think about you and what you think about me. Yeah, and she's just like,
1: I can't understand you. And she's like, equating like understanding a painting to understanding a person or something. Uh-huh. It's pretty nonsensical what they're going for, um, but she... They're talking, and she's like, I can't understand how you could do that and say you love me. And he's like, Well, I did, and I do. And then she's like, She's like, just stops and she turns. She's like, What do you think of this painting? And he's like, I see an attack from another (laughs) world. Which the other world part is a little crazy, but like, it's not crazy to see the stars as explosions. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, that's not insanity, especially because interpretation. Comes from inside you and the context that you find yourself in. Yeah,
0: which he is in a very distressed state right there. Yeah. Um, and the only reason you say these things about the painting is because Ricky told you. Yeah. Because he painted it and then replaced it. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's it's the soul of Ricky the Art Thief on display. <laughs>
0: um he's like when i say pango i really mean me yeah <laughs> and this colored by numbers i did
1: <laughs>
0: um bought it off the internet ever heard of it <laughs> uh, and she's like what about
1: god protecting the people in this town shut up <laughs> just shut up it's just a nice scene <laughs> yeah, like it is a nice scene there is when i look at it there's like kind of a vibe of tranquility there. Mm-hmm. It um, seems very peaceful. It seems very peaceful, yeah. But, at the same time, like, if I was distressed, I could 100% see, like, those being explosions mm-hmm. in the sky.
0: And you see that one over there? That really bright one? That's Van Gogh's soul. <laughs> right there. Um She's like, but it's it, it's God protecting
1: these people in this, this small town. Which even that's not 100% true, like... The original intent or whatever that people have talked about is, like, it's, like, God showing these people that they're important and that they matter, whatever, whatever.
0: Well, that's nice. Well,
1: but it doesn't matter. Well, I know, but it's still nice. Um, so even, like, the show is kind of getting it wrong, but it's also just, it's the show's interpretation of the painting. Mm-hmm. Because art is meant to be interpreted. Interpret it. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, so and he's just like, I see war. And then she's like, what about the relationship between God and man? And he's like, oh, well, I was getting there. <laughs> he said, like, God is angry. Yeah, about the way that certain humans are treating other humans. Which, do you think he was talking about how Topanga's treating him? Because if so... I think so, because in Corey's world, everything's about him. Because, uh, see, that's not good, Corey, then. This, this is something we need to talk about. That I wanted to say for the Monkey Bars is like Corey has some serious problems that need to be addressed before he's in a long term
0: relationship. Uh-huh. Like there's some serial narcissism going on here, big time. <laughs> but I feel like that's pretty true to him. It's everything's about him. It's true. In the very last episode, it's like haven't how, how have I learned so many lessons and I'm still so stupid. <laughs> it's true. I. And like, there's some real dodginess, like, cause
1: even the very episode where um, Topanga finds out, um,
0: <laughs> Chance nope. has a flail behind his couch. <laughs> I do. It's it's uh, stuffed. <laughs> it's a stuffed flail. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no. I just saw that and I was like, oh,
1: it's super cool. I love it. Uh, we uh, we won that at um an arcade we got it we got a lot of tickets at this arcade so you were trying
0: to get that Pokeball. no the po- that one is right here it's so small um you spent like fifty dollars on that we did we spent way too much on
1: that but we were at an arcade we actually had a bunch of free tickets so i didn't mind this at all um we had a whole bunch of like free plays i mean which arcade was it um heyday um Ooh, i've never
0: really been there
1: my wife and i go there for trivia fairly often and we had actually through trivia won quite a few free tokens, um, and even an hour of free play.
0: And so you got this flail.
1: Well, we did. So we took we took our son and we were just playing and having fun. And then we he's like, I want to go spend my tickets on a toy. And we got there and I was like, that flail is the coolest toy up here. He's gonna want something stupid. That flail is so cool. He's like, that red thing has spikes. I want it. And I was like, <laughs> yes! I've done, I've done my duty I as a father. I was just like, I can't believe he actually wanted the cool one.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think it's super dope. Take a picture of it. We'll post it. Try not to get my legs in the picture. I wore very short shorts. Oh, it's still there. Oh, my gosh. My <laughs> legs. Oh, it's still in there. It's fine. We'll crop it. Blur out all the pictures of your family.
1: <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I was super pumped when he chose that one. Sorry.
0: But Corey. Yes. So self-centered.
1: Like, so self-centered. And even in the episode where Topanga finds out, he's like, I didn't do anything wrong, Sean. Like, shh. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> uh, pardon. Um, there's some serious growing Corey needs to do. Like, Topanga dumped him for a really good reason. uh uh-huh. And... The, the show is now treating it like Topanga's being this unreasonable, mm-hmm. un, like, ununderstanding. Like, and, and she's treating Corey so bad. And it's like, no. Corey. Do Co- you know what Corey did? <laughs> like, is the whole, like, because you needed to see her to test my love for you kind of thing? Is Topanga being a little crazy there? Sure.
0: A little. A little. But. And is she being crazy? Corey needs to see this painting and I need to understand how he feels about it. Sure. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Yeah. But the initial reasons, no. No.
1: Yeah. When he says that, like, certain people, and I was like, I'm going to choose to believe Corey isn't saying that about
0: himself. I think there's no really any other way to read that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, interpretation, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's pretty blatant. That...
1: Topanga is treating me badly. Which sucks. It sucks real bad. Um, because, Corey, you done you done goofed. You fool. But Topanga is not satisfied with his explanation. Um, he did not read
0: the... He, she v- called it a test. A big test. Yeah, the biggest test. The biggest test, apparently. <laughs> and he, he flunked.
1: He, I do love his response. He's like, screw that.
0: I mean, <laughs> is that what is dumb. Why'd I ever love you? <laughs> but... I'm going to go see Lauren. She would never do this to me. (laughs) Lauren would never
1: (sighs) test my love. And Lauren is honest with him and legitimately interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to compare Ricky and Lauren, which I've never done before this very moment. But, like, Ricky pretentiously has read a few chapters of a Van Gogh book (laughs) and, like, is cute with an earring. So he's sensitive. But Lauren, the character... Actually has to be interesting mm-hmm. and, like, complicated and honest. Like, I don't know, and nice to people. We never even see Ricky interact with another person.
0: Yeah, except Angela. and He ignores her. <laughs> he
1: ignores her. It's it's just interesting, like, he's a guy, he's white and rich, so he gets all the passes. Lauren has to prove that she's... uh uh-huh. Desirable. Desirable. And she does a great job.
0: Uh-huh. She passes that test. The biggest test.
1: Um... Yeah, it's so interesting. But yeah. So the next scene is Corey or not Corey.
0: Topanga's on her date.
1: Topanga's on her date. Um and he tells the most obnoxious rich white guy story mm-hmm. I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: Told my parents I was going to not skip college and go paint in Paris for a year. <laughs> and they said, "Okay. I was just testing them."
1: Now I really get to go. And, and it's like, "Oh. <laughs> if I didn't already hate him from his stupid interpretation, mm-hmm. <laughs> lack of interpretation, actually Ra- lack of original thought. Um, I would have hated him here because he's like, oh, "I'm a rich white boy and going to Paris
0: on uh-huh. um, well, my parents' dime, no doubt."
1: <laughs> yeah, because his parents tell get, he gets to go, and uh, it's the noblesse oblige. And, and Topanga, who we know is a rich white girl, is like, "My parents are just like that
0: too." <laughs> How troll, Ricky. <laughs> She's like, oh, he comes from money like me. We were, My parents were moving to Pittsburgh, and I told them I simply could not. <laughs> I simply couldn't. <laughs> I simply couldn't, Ricky. <laughs> I almost did a spit take. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and they talk about how,
0: oh, you've, you've been in love? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I don't remember what. I does not really say much about that. Yeah, it's like, oh, what are you what are you drawing over there? Yeah, and he
1: he's like, uh, I know that you said you
0: liked irises or whatever, uh-huh.
1: so he have been drawing. Yeah, irises, and he says something else pretentious that I don't remember. Like, I need to I need to rewind for a second. in In the nineties, the word pretentious meant like, oh, you're smart, and that, that's lame. What I mean when I say pretentious is like trying to elevate yourself to seem smart, rather than, like, actually having original, unique thoughts, and, like, being, like, I read a Van Gogh plaque, and then I said it to you in a deep voice, that kind of pretentious. Mm-hmm. Which is what they did with Starry Night.
0: Yes. That's just Ricky written all over it.
1: Um, like, one time I was in a, I, I was working at a Barnes & Noble, and I was rearranging a section while I listened to these two people who I believe were on a date, and they they kind of came in and the, the words were muffled, and then I heard him. He's like, "Now this is my section, biographies," and she's like, "Oh, I don't read a lot of biographies. Like, I'm I, I'm more like the YA fiction." And he's like, "Oh yeah, the YA fiction. It's probably pretty good. I've never really gotten into it. I'm a I'm a guy who reads a lot of biographies. I'm just." man, I'm so fascinated by the human experience.
0: Oh, I hate (laughs) it.
1: And I literally had to, like, shove my hand in my mouth and bite down not to laugh out loud at this... Just
0: fascinated by the human experience.
1: (laughs) And right there, like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right there, you're like... You, I knew everything I needed to know about this guy. He's never read a book a day in his life. He's hoping she hasn't read any biographies so that he doesn't have to actually talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, no. Like, open mindedness, actual, like, interpreting something. I, I think Corey's interpretation of Starry Night is more valid than Ricky's because, like, he is talking about how the art speaks to him as a person. Mm-hmm. And Ricky is just. Quoting what will make him sound the best to the people around him. Mm-hmm. And that is pretentious to me. So I'm not saying pretentious is in, like, anti-intellectual. I'm saying pretentious is in, like, you've never had an original thought in your life. Anti-Ricky. <laughs> yes, anti-Ricky. Um, so he says something pretentious, and she smiles, and she's like, Oh, you're gonna kiss me now. He's
0: like, yep. <laughs> so
1: he does. He
0: does. End of scene. And the the crowd... Has very mixed feelings. Yes. Um, they were in the hall, mm-hmm. and Sean's like, I can't believe you told Topanga to go on a date with someone else. And she's like, Cory and Topanga are broken up. Yeah. Like, they both need to move on. He's like, they're on a break! Which I is probably a reference to Friends, which I think had happened by this point. Yeah, because... Because, I mean, Mr. Turner was brought into the show in season two because of the success of Friends. And yeah. they're on a break was like season two of Friends.
1: Yeah, season two, I think.
0: So I'm sure it's a reference. A reference to they're broken up. They're on a break.
1: I didn't read it that way, but I think you're probably right.
0: Um, or at least it's just where my mind went because anytime I hear it, they're on a break, that's where it goes.
1: Sean does an excellent, excellent communication like technique here. Like it's funny, but it's also like really helpful. Where he's like preparing his significant other to like hear something she may not like. And, but also just speaking his mind. hmm And he's like... He's, he goes, Now, Angela, I think we've been together enough that it's, it's good to see all the sides of us, so this is me really, really angry. You're just furthering their breakup! Like... <laughs> <laughs> How could you? How could you? Which I think is... Honestly, great communication. That's good communication skills right there, Don't here, know where Sean. he learned
0: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Maybe he's just doing the opposite of what his parents would do. That's what I do when I try to communicate uh-huh. with people. How did they do that? Let's do the other, other way. <laughs> um, and she's like, this is me really, really practical. Which was funny. Uh-huh. Um, she's funny
0: throughout the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's like, they're
0: broken up, Sean.
1: And he's like, I don't see why going out with another girl has anything to do with anything.
0: If I went out with another
1: girl, I'd still love you.
0: She's like, you go out with another girl, and I'll break you. Yeah.
1: And then she kisses him. And he has a really fun
0: smile Uh at the end of it. It's a playful, fun time.
1: Yeah. It's like a good, it's a good example of like, we're arguing, but we still love each other. Uh And then they walk into class, and Topanga's like, in front of Sean, by the way. Which, okay, Topanga. Oh, Topanga. She goes, Angela. I had the most amazing date, and I've never had a kiss mean more to me than anything in my entire life. Which is no one would say that. I feel like, but uh-huh. okay. It's like you're 18, and whatever. Sean overhears. Yes. Well, but if your if your whole takeaway is like I don't like him, I like Corey,
0: I don't think you're gonna introduce it like you know, I've never had a kiss mean more to me in my entire life. <laughs> just to feel like uh. no, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like yeah, they're just setting up the turn in just a really weird way. <laughs>
1: Um, I, maybe she wanted to torture Corey one more time before they got back uh-huh. together
0: but then Corey comes in and Sean's like we need to talk and then obviously class is starting
1: yeah and then Feeny has his one fantastic
0: line <laughs> I guess he walks in and he's like i want to congratulate you all on reading your last, last Shakespeare play of high school and everyone cheers he's like oh no to you're not He's teaching English, no! <laughs> oh no, we didn't think about it. No! Well, Mr. Turner's gone. They have to have an English teacher. He's their only teacher. It's this weird thing they do. They have all these teachers, but they just go with the same one. Everybody. They go to the same one.
1: He's teaching them government history and now English!
0: No! Well, they're reading Antony and Cleopatra. Maybe they, uh... What could be historical. Historical side. Maybe. It's like history through Shakespeare's histories.
1: Like a comparison of what actually happened to what Shakespeare
0: wrote? Yeah. yeah. He knows what they're reading in English, so he knows that they're not reading anymore. <laughs> it's just kind of funny because I feel like, well, at least when I was in high school, we would read maybe one a year. It's like we did Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade. 10th grade, we read Julius Caesar. Oh, really? 11th grade, I was in writing and composition, so I don't think we read any. And then senior year, we read quite a few I guess we did Othello and Macbeth and Hamlet.
1: In, in school, the only ones I ever covered were Romeo and Juliet and um, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> nice. Um, I have either seen or read Hamlet, Macbeth, Julius Caesar, maybe one other. Othello. I've read Othello. Mm-hmm. So, But in school, the only ones we ever did were uh, Romeo and Juliet and the Midsummer Night's Dream.
0: Nice. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Romeo and Juliet and Macbeth. I think that's
1: all I've seen. I really did not get along well with my 10th grade English teacher.
0: No! (laughs) Perish the
1: thought. Perish the thought. Um, But our 10th grade English was set up really cool in that the first half, the first semester was all Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. uh, And the second half was all A Midsummer Night's Dream.
0: Mm, Interesting. (laughs) The whole thing? Yeah. Like that was all the semester you did? Well,
1: there was like lots of little projects in there, Uh but like the big... Like, semester projects were all that. Okay,
0: yeah. I feel like when I was in high school English, it was like we read broadly. Like, we read a lot of different things.
1: I don't know why that was our 10th grade Lots of short
0: stories, some novels, but... And yes,
1: Teres, if you're listening to this, there may may have been more and I wasn't there for it. We,
0: we, he was gone. All we ever talked about <laughs> was Greek mythology and the Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> Nothing else.
1: it's because you were never there. No, the Greek mythology thing was a whole semester.
0: uh uh-huh, As that, far as you know.
1: It was that next semester after the Greek mythology that I was hardly ever there. Oh, okay. The first uh, semester of 10th grade year, I was there quite a bit. It was that next semester where I was just like, I'm not coming to school anymore.
0: This is pointless. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Well, there it is. Um... Yes, but Feeney's like, you just read your last one. Oh, if I, they all cheer. He's like, well, if I, if, if, if you, you guys if insist, you loved it so much, we'll do another one. And they're like, oh. Feeney goes, psych. I mean, you could do a quick one. You could do a quickie. Yeah, just a fast little Shakespeare, maybe some sonnets. Yeah, those are short. The sonnets, Teaming of the Shrews*, not very long. You could just blaze right on through.
1: Um, but yeah, so he then says, psych. Which <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> That's that's the '90s right there. Mm-hmm.
0: Psych, like at the end of, you watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. like the episode where it's like about poetry and Will pretends to be like this famous poet and it goes terrible. But then at the end, and Vivian's reading a poem, and then at the end, Will Smith like looks at the camera. is like, "If you'd like to learn more about poetry, psych." She's <laughs> <Just> good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so fun. that's the your love is like a river
1: mm-hmm. cuts so deep it makes my soul shiver let's get some barbecue we'll and get, get busy
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they have Jeffrey be the <laughs> yeah. the poet and he's like cannon to the right of them cannon <laughs> to the left of them yeah. volley and thunder <laughs> if you're listening to this and you say Chance and Cameron are being so loud and they're not normally. That's because we're not at home at my house at night when my kids are asleep. It's true. We can,
1: if if this had been the way it was when uh, the Halloween werewolf Ooh. episode happens, we would have. Aww! <laughs> Aww!
0: Aww! Aww! <laughs> 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 Your dog is looking at us very. Funny. It's true.
1: Uh, my puppy is like, what's, what's happening over there? What, what are these two idiots doing? <laughs> um, Corey A.O. Matthews. What does the A.O. stand for? Ah,
0: <laughs> uh, <Ooh. laughs> <laughs>
1: Um. Anyway. Yeah, anyway.
0: Um, Sean is like, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> uh-huh, he reads this line from Anthony and Cleopatra. Which is basically sums up today. He's like, I think everyone should just know, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> yeah, and so I was very impressed that Sean knew that line from the play.
1: Yeah, I guess he's he's been working hard. He's a secret. He's a secret um, poetry lover. Yep, it's true. He's art. He's an artsy boy. And <laughs> he found his soul. He found his soul, and he's going to write it on a page, right there. And. <laughs> Then they cut to after class, which I'm really impressed that they didn't just have the bell ring and then walk out right then and there. Uh-huh. It's like they did a cut. <laughs> they do an actual cut so it can be at any amount of time later. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, okay, messenger, I don't. Uh, like, what's your thing? And he's like, you're not going to kill me? And he's like, it takes too much time to break in a new
0: best friend. We already know this because he and Sean broke up earlier in Lionel. <laughs> yes. Just really didn't work out for Corey. <laughs> yeah. Lionel seems nice, actually. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hope they still keep in touch. Actually, yeah. I don't. Lionel's too good for him.
0: Yeah, Lionel deserves <laughs> better than Corey.
1: Um, and Sean's like, it's over. Topanga went out with another guy. He's like, so you think it's over? And he's like, yeah. He's like, huh, it's interesting to know that it's finally over, to be the only person who knows that it's not. Oh, Corey. <laughs> um, which, in this one, we see the final acceptance stage of Sean.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't even remember what the five stages of grief are. Pull them up. We'll, we'll we'll go through them real quick. The five stages of grief. The five stages of grief. Why doesn't it just tell me?
1: Uh, denial. So yeah, denial. Uh, would be first girlfriend's club. Anger. Uh, and then there was Sean. Bargaining. Uh, he starts drinking. Depression. He has an insane fever dream. <laughs> It's true. Wait, I had one for depression. Hold on. Let me let me pull up He the... does get
0: the chicken pox. And he's very sad that Topanga's there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's... The, the chicken pox is his depression. That's right.
0: hmm And then acceptance. Which is this one. I love this theory.
1: This... Th- these episodes are Sean working his way through the five stages of grief.
0: Mm-hmm. They're not broken up. I'm so mad they're broken up, I'm gonna murder everyone. Uh-huh. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna get the chicken pox. And I'm finally going to accept it.
1: Like... Him not wanting to be around Topanga because she's a bummer to him. Uh-huh. That's the down. That's the depression part. And then he accepts it here. So these are really about Sean's journey through grief and not really about Cory and Topanga at all. Yeah. Who needs him? We don't. Um, and then it cuts to Topanga talking to Angela. Topanga talking to Angela. And we get more like, "It was the most amazing kiss ever. Do you know what I felt when he kissed me? She's like, I have an idea. Yeah. She's she's funny in both of these uh-huh. because we have we haven't really sold her very well. Yeah, no. Angela's great in all of these scenes, but in this one she's like, "Hey, Topanga, maybe
0: you should chill." Like, yeah, it's like you just met this guy. You just met him. You're in a you just got out of a serious long relationship. Maybe you should chill. And she's like, "No,
1: I knew the moment he kissed me. I'm in love." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and uh do you know what I felt when I, he kissed me? Yeah, probably. He, she goes, nothing. And Topanga's like, or not Topanga. Angela, like, what? Absolutely nothing. And then she declares her love for Corey, mm-hmm. that she'll love
0: him forever. She's taken. She's taken. And the crowd cheers. Uh, it was funny when she kissed Ricky, the crowd kind of went, ooh. Yeah, I, I gave
1: you a. I asked you to comment on the crowd. I forgot.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I was like, a mixed reaction from the crowd. And we we're like, yeah, anyway. I was like, I thought you wanted to I say just, something I guess about- I
0: wasn't thinking about it. It was a mixed reaction from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, look at these two rich kids kiss. No, they were like, ugh, get out of here, Ricky. Get out of
1: here. And, and yeah, the crowd goes wild. And then we cut to Corey on the monkey bars.
0: Yep, he's just sitting up there. Topanga's like, what are you doing? He's like, well... Found my last relationship of 15 years this way. Did this
1: episode inspire The Man Who Can't Be Moved? The song. I don't think I know that song. The, um. Oh, let me play it real quick. We'll cut most of this out.
0: Never! I'm gonna swing this flail around. I know you know this song. <laughs> By The Script. The Script, yes. Okay, yeah. Where, where I first saw you, okay, I do not know. Camp in my sleeping bag, and I'm not gonna move. Got some stalkerish. Got your picture in my
1: head. Saying, If you see this girl, can you tell her where I am? I'm trying to
0: it's beautiful i'm just saying that's basically that's basically cory yeah he's just gonna (laughs) sit on those monkey bars he's just gonna this is the first time we've ever heard of the monkey bars
1: it's true but um, they're
0: very essential to the relationship.
1: But, like, is oddly similar, right? hmm I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the dates of the song. 2008, so. I think that script was inspired by Corey Matthews' going back to the place where they
0: meet. I'm just yeah. saying. He's belligerent sitting on the monkey bars. <laughs> belligerent. He's belligerent about it.
1: <laughs> um, and she gets up there. And then they just they do the same thing that they did in the last episode where Sean and Topanga are talking. They do it again. And I still hate it.
0: Where they're both saying things at the same time.
1: Yeah, they're both like giving us their revelations at the same time.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't. And they couldn't even like make Topanga's longer so that they can both be saying things back and forth. It's like they're saying things like this, this, and she says this. And then he just like keeps going. Yeah. yeah. But he like went and looked at the painting and he's just like, and I couldn't figure it out. And then I remembered what you told me. And then it made sense. I need you to help me figure things out. Yeah. Like, nothing makes sense without you.
1: Which, just a minute here, on this point, odd that this is in the exact same season where Corey and his dad go to the art museum all the time and talk about interpretations.
0: <laughs> By the way! <laughs> they do more modern art, Chance? It's true, they're sculpturists. Uh-huh. You can't expect a sculpturist to look at something two-dimensional and understand it. It's true, I kind of hate sculpture, so... Maybe it's true, maybe
1: they're sculpture people and painting people. Mm-hmm. Obviously there are. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't hate sculpture if it's like, oh, I'm going to do a crocodile, and they make it like a, a sick, cool-looking crocodile. Mm-hmm.
0: Or a dragon or something. But like, if they're... I'm like, going to make a crocodile, and it's like a triangle. That's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure.
1: I love a good statue, is what I'm trying to say, but like, like if you give me a pole with like different shapes glued all over it, and you're like, what does this mean? I'm like, I don't know.
0: Unless it's like something that like does look cool yeah like if it's something or something that like moves or like i know when we lived in boston there are different places that would have like art outside but it would like move with the wind or like be really interesting looking mm-hmm. just to kind of like experience yeah i'm all for that
1: yeah well there are our local art museum um oklahoma city like one of the world's most famous glass blowers has a whole floor to himself and like i love all that like mm-hmm. he, the way he mixes colors and the glass and stuff but i like it because it's Looks good. Not because of like what some means meaning behind it. Like. You can see here through the way he blows
0: the glass in this way, he's protesting war. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shut up. Um, it's about monkeys and coconuts. Can't you tell? Mon- monkeys and coconuts. No, no, it's not. Yeah, this is the same season where Gory <laughs> makes those claims. Ay, ay, ay.
1: But anyway, I guess he's bad at it. Uh-huh. He's saying he goes with his dad, but he's bad but at it.
0: But his dad's not good. He's like, we have a miserable time, but we're together. <laughs> but now it makes sense, because you're there.
1: And, um, Depeng is like, and I can't understand. Or at least I couldn't. Until now. He's like, wait, you kissed a guy? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, these things, they happen to teach you something. And then they kiss,
0: and... There it is. There it is. The, the end scene is <laughs> Sean and Angela making out in the art museum. Yeah,
1: this is how real people do art museums.
0: <laughs> Ooh, art.
1: I'm gonna kiss you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, basically. And then they get to Starry Night and, and they both like, just kind of settle in and, like, huh.
0: Sean has this look on his face like, this doesn't look right. <laughs> I think this is a forgery. <laughs> it's true. What'd you say that guy's name was? <laughs> Jonathan. No, Ricky. No, oh, Ricky. The, ricky, what's ricky This been on too. This isn't Van Gogh's soul. This is Ricky's soul. <laughs> <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> End of episode.
1: <laughs> Um, actually, the tag at the end is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. <laughs> it's lo- just so real. I-, I love it. Um, Angela and Sean are cute throughout this whole episode. hmm Um, but that's the episode. This whole thing.
0: Cory Topanga, back together. Sure. I didn't even talk about one of the things I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. You want to talk about it now?
1: Um, I was just wanted to talk about, like, it's very high school. And I hope our modern high schoolers have, like, gotten out of it. I'm not sure if they have. But this whole, like, these things don't just happen for no reason. These things happen for a reason. All of that crap, that, like, looking for agency and
0: randomness, is stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, things have the meaning that you give them, just like art. Like, I, it means whatever you want it to mean, whatever you make it mean.
1: It's true. I, I I guess I just mean, like, Topanga reducing her relationship down to, like, it has to mean something. It's kind of like trying to figure out what's in the dark cave and inventing a god to put in it. Like, I am scared of this dark cave, there must be a reason I am scared of this dark cave, thus there is a monster in it. Like, it's attributing agency to something that isn't, like, Corey was exposed to a new person and liked them. How dare he! That doesn't, like, have, that doesn't have meaning, it didn't happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. It just is what is. <laughs> it, it is what
0: is, and you do, you do take from it's it. It's just noise, you don't need to <laughs> make it make sense.
1: You, do, you can't take from it what you take from it. But like, there's not agency in it. It's just what happens. True. Though the the search for agency is a is a major part of our cognitive makeup as humans because. Like, we needed to know why a bush rush rustled at one point in our existence. Because if it rustled, there could be a
0: leopard in there. Could be. (laughs) you got to wonder about those things. You don't want to be wrong. So. (laughs) Well, you'd be okay being wrong if you think there is and there's not. The reverse would not be true. You'd be dead.
1: Yeah. So we as humans to survive developed this, like, (gasps) why did that move? What
0: was that sound? No, Um, if Riverdale and Euphoria have taught us anything, it's high school's not the same as it used to be. It's. I never watched either of those shows, but I think they're different.
1: <laughs> it's true. People are sleeping with their teachers, who in the comics are old women.
0: Yeah. No, thank
1: you. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah, I just was gonna talk about agency, but I decided not to. <laughs>
0: but we just kind of did a little we, bit, a little bit. Um,
1: but yeah, there it is. There it is. We covered it. We're done with
0: the Lauren saga, and we only have. I think just like this is five twenty. I think there's 523 or 524.
1: There is one, two, three, four episodes left.
0: We have Graduation, we have Prom, mm-hmm. Honesty Night, and another.
1: Um, The one leading up to... Ah,
0: the lead up to Prom. Mm-hmm. What's it called?
1: Um, Everything Changes. Oh, yes. Peg Everything Changed. Yeah, that's when we get Peg Leg Pete's. Which I'm actually very excited to talk about. me too.
0: Um, okay, well... Ratings. Ratings, yes. What
1: did you rate this episode?
0: Um, I don't know, because it's important. Um, Sean and Angela are very good. Feeny's very good. Corey's okay. Um, Ricky the art thief. I like him more as an art thief. (laughs) As an art thief. (laughs) And as this character we've made him in our minds, and as the character that he probably actually is. Um, I don't know, like a seven and a half? I'll give it a half.
1: I'll give it that extra half. Yeah.
0: Um... You
1: know, I have a lot of criticisms about this episode and I think it but I think it's interesting. I think it gives us stuff to talk about. It's important. It's not very funny, but also like it moves at a really good pace. Mm-hmm. I think it's like paced really well. I'll give it an 8. Ooh. I'm giving it an 8. I I would watch this episode again uh, right now. I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um I'm very negative about Ricky, but I think I'm supposed to be. So,
0: want to go look for clues about his art thievery. <laughs> See him doing some hand signals. It's true. It's true. It's like we're in position.
1: Iris' is actually the, uh, the, the moment that he causes the distraction. Uh-huh.
0: Yes, when the security guard comes over, he's like, I need to get her talking all day. So the security guard will come tell us that it's time to leave. In that moment, uh-huh. we'll make our move. We'll make our move. Because he's supposed to be guarding this exhibit over here. Uh-huh. When he's not paying attention, we'll get away with King Tut's headpiece. Or Iris's. <laughs> no, King Tut's headpiece is over there, too. Oh, okay. You don't see it, but it's in there. It's in there, on, um, on loan from Egypt or whatever. All right, let's do MVP. Um, I want to say Angela.
1: I also want to
0: say Angela, which is multiple times yeah. for her this year, which I'm very happy about.
1: Yeah, she's she's been great, and I think she's cute with Sean. I think she's funny, um, maybe a little too horny in the in
0: the first scene <laughs> that she's in. Uh huh. Nancy or whatever. Yeah, it's like my name, Angela. My and, name's Angela. <laughs> I'd like to see your butt.
1: You know, the whole, like, um, I think I still have a mark from where you hit me in the butt with a fastball, but you don't want to see that.
0: Show me your butt! (laughs) I I, I do. (laughs) Show me
1: your butt. Drop him now!
0: (laughs) Come on, Ricky!
1: Drop Trow in the art museum. It belongs here. I want to see that art. Um, No, she's even more the MVP now. (laughs) I I was going to say too horny, but no... Nah, you not she's, enough. She's not horny enough now. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy meets Van Gogh? Yeah. Boy meets Monkey Starry Bars?
0: I uh, Monkey Bars, maybe.
1: It's, uh, it, the episode's already called Starry Night, so I don't think we
0: can call yeah, it that. Yeah, meet, Boy meets Monkey Bars. Boy meets Monkey Bars. Our episode is Boy meets Illustrious International Art Thief. <laughs> boys meet. <laughs> boys meet. International Art Thief Extraordinaire. Ricky. There's a much more
1: interesting movie happening behind this television show.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: He came here to do an art job and found an old love. Now he's conflicted. Will she get in the way?
0: <laughs> Basically, they're of thieves.
1: I mean, no one bought tickets to this art show. So he thought it was going to be easy. Uh-huh. But then she showed up. Yeah, And then she came back. And then she came back again.
0: Yeah, just kept showing up. He, she's in the way. When she called him to end things... He was both saddened and relieved. He's <laughs> like I can, I can finally complete this job, but do I want to? What's the point? They got
1: they got Starry Night out of the MoMA. For is God once. really protecting those people, <laughs> or is he attacking them? It's true. That's why he knows so much about the painting. He's been casing it. hmm
0: he, He's painted himself one. Yep. Again and again and again until he got it right.
1: Ricky MVP <laughs> for his international fevery. <laughs>
0: this is all just more fever dream from Sean. <laughs> yeah, what if this whole season was taking place while he's had the chicken pox? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sean's just had the chicken pox the whole time. Maybe he's got monkey pox. We don't know.
0: We don't know. Monkey bars, monkey pox. A monkey bars, we, monkey pox. Uh, about to pin connect those dots.
1: Um, yeah, Bam. that's the episode. We did it. We did it again. We did it again for over 100 times, I guess. 111. That's 111 times. Eleventy-one? Mm-hmm. Love it.
0: That's how old Bilbo was when he left the Shire to go to Rivendell one final time.
1: He was 111?
0: It was his eleventy-first birthday at the beginning of uh, Fellowship. Oh. But how old is that? Uh, 111. Oh, okay. Frodo was 50.
1: Yeah, I heard that somewhere. Someone was like, apparently Sam is like basically the equivalent of a 15-year-old boy, but he's like 30. Yeah. He's the
0: youngest. Um, Aragorn's like 80-something.
1: Yeah, but he's part of some lineage that lives like
0: 200 years or something. Mm -hmm. Legolas is who even knows.
1: Who even cares? And Gandalf is as old as time itself. Something like that. He's like an angel. Something. Equivalent. I have never read The Cimmerillion. I just am a nerd who
0: knows stuff. I I know my place.
1: And it's not there. Yeah. He's a Sando Fando. Uh-huh. The, if you want to talk okay. about the age of, not Kavoth, that's not right, Kaladin.
0: Uh-huh. I'm here for it. He can, he can tell you the age of Kaladin. Yeah. Which is? I thought when you said age, I thought you meant like historical period. <laughs> but he's probably in his 20s. <laughs> I'd say early 20s.
1: What Middle Earth age is Kaladin? <laughs>
0: he's in the Fourth Age. Mm-hmm. The age of Brando Sando. Um, I have no idea how old Kavoth is. And I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: the books haven't aged well enough, and the, the last one isn't coming out, so... Yep. I, you know, I still like the first one. The second one I like a lot, there are parts I like a lot, and there are parts where for 30 pages he has sex with a fairy. And you know... Sometimes he gots to.
0: Sometimes he gets to.
1: Um, will I read the third one when it comes out? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Maybe we'll meet a king, finally. <laughs> and have a reason to kill him.
1: Uh, that was when, when we were in Barnes and & Noble and people were like, should I read this in The Name of the Wind? And I'm like, I mean, it is a trilogy called The King Killer Chronicles where we have not yet met a king, nor know why we would want to kill one. Two out of three books in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, the first one's great. The second one is also good-ish. It's pretty good. And the third one will never come out. It's non-existent.
0: Um... Is there anything else we need to talk about?
1: I don't think so. It's not been enough days for us to actually have more listener mail. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I... We do have one because I saw it when I was looking and, um... What is it? Agent... I was going to say Agent Silva because that's, I think, what it used to be. But he asked it because he said at your wedding he had some Feeney quotes. Uh Uh-huh. And what Feeney quotes were at your wedding?
1: Um, the... I remember him saying the dream try do good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... The very last episode, and the other one was from um, the well, Weenie uh, episode. Um, I thought wasn't there one
0: about like if you have love and you cherish it from when Long Walk to Pittsburgh. Yeah, part Long Walks
1: to Pic- Long Walk to Pit- Pittsburgh Part Two was the one. And The other one was from the the, the Feeny Weenie episode um, where they talk about like um, impressions and uh-huh. I don't remember what. It Didn't is. he also
0: say something like a hero is the person who does the right thing? Even when the right thing isn't... Isn't the right thing to do. You're right. It was Hometown Hero. To do? Hometown Hero, yes. It was Hometown Hero. There it is. There's the answer to your question. Live on air. L-
1: live on air. We, we think. think. Agent Silva's actually Skyping and watching us right now. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not true. Hey, bud. <laughs> nice to see you.
1: Um, but yes, those were the, the, the Feeny quotes at my wedding. And all I was thinking while he was saying them is like, Cameron and I know exactly what episodes these are from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shouldn't yes. do We shouldn't do that. Yes, my father-in-law... He thinks it's cool, so he doesn't think it's bad, but he's endlessly fascinated by the fact that I have a
0: Boy Meets World podcast. <laughs> I don't think my father-in-law knows or cares.
1: <laughs> he's just like, he just has a Boy Meets World podcast. I don't know.
0: <laughs> like,
1: it's the it's the darndest thing? <laughs> I mean, podcasts are kind of weird, but I don't know. It's fun. Um, but that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. Ow! Because he can.